Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me as usual, we got Jameson, we got Ty, and we're here to talk about another week of uh, what is uh, just kind of the offseason. Uh, a lot of stuff, you know, coming up to the draft. Big weekend from Perry on Winfrey. Um, yeah, uh, National Signing Day has come and gone. You know, we'll talk about if there were any surprises, any things like that in the Cruden Corner. Um, and, uh, you know, some other stuff. For sure. Uh, you know, you get our foot in the door there. Uh, but yeah, um, anyways, let's let's start this off. Jameson, uh, big weekend for Perry on Winfrey at the Senior Bowl, uh, taking home uh, MVP. First time a defensive player has done that in uh, or since 2014, I believe. Uh, so pretty massive stuff. The guy showed out uh, after, you know, this podcast specifically, I would say, uh, ragged on him for an entire season. Um your thoughts on his weekend and what does this do for his draft stock? I, I think it's great for your draft stock. You see, you have a lot of NFL scouts who watch this very closely and he dominated the whole week. This wasn't just the game. This was all through practice and that's really good for him. And I'm very, very happy, but I'm skeptical. Like you said, this whole season, I was very hard on him. Um, I felt like a lot of the times he didn't bring enough effort every single week. And as a defensive lineman, You've got to be a guy who brings it every single play, and it's going to be tough. And it's not going to be, there's not going to be that motivation of you trying to get higher in the draft and playing just that one week to show out, and then you're on break again. No, NFL season's 18 weeks and one bye. So I've got a lot to watch from him still. I'm skeptical, but there's no doubt his draft grade went up, and I'm really happy for him. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. After a you know a tough year, it's good to see him kind of get some of that back. Uh, Ty, your thoughts on Winfrey? Um, I know we've kind of ragged on him. What do you think? Do you, do you think? Um, why do you think he kind of? We didn't see this this parry on kind of all season long. Um, what are you? What are your? What are your thoughts on uh, his? I, I don't know. Like, yeah. did, does it surprise you to see him go off like this? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it never surprises me to see players with that OU DNA. Uh, showing out and, and showing what what uh, OU brings to the table in terms of creating pro football players. We just saw that with the uh, with the Pro Bowl, which was not worth your time, but but the uh, the amount of OU players uh, out there on that on that field. But I, I mean, he played hard all season. He played obviously, you know, a lot of people. I, I think we agree. I, I don't necessarily remember my takes, but I'm sure uh, at many points we all sort of agreed that. Maybe there was some stuff left out on the field. Uh, and not to rehash, again, old talking points that we're kind of going to be stuck with all offseason, but maybe the big reason, right, and, and I think Jameson might agree with this and, and you as well, Bobby, maybe the big reason is there was motivation there. And that is one of the jobs of coaches, right? There's a lot of coaches you can name out there that maybe aren't the best X and O's guys, but they can get their teams hyped up. Uh, and there's some really, really good guys. And then, you know, the coaches that can get their guys hyped up and know the X's and O's of their time, Barry Switzer comes to mind, uh, are the ones that create sort of dynasties. So, you know, I think you can say there's obvious motivation in the Pro Bowl. I, I, I don't even know if they have coaches or, or in the Senior Bowl. I don't know if they have coaches or, or how that's done. The motivation is there already because it's his draft stock, which he, I think, exponentially improved. Uh, really, really well. Awesome performance. But yeah. You know, if a guy is not is not putting in effort, you know, maybe it was, maybe it's a fitness thing, maybe there's, you know, just lingering, you know, other stuff there. But 
it's on the coaches to get people motivated, um, you know, and find that thing that motivates people. And, you know, that's, I think there's, there's maybe a deeper thing to read into. Yeah. A lot of people are reading into that as well. But Ty, I think you have an interesting point. Just I want to say this before I forget, because on the other side of the coin, I feel like, you know, I'm skeptical of Perion, obviously, because he hasn't yeah. showed me the whole season that he can produce. And you bring up this coaching thing. Maybe it wasn't, I don't, I don't really think that like out of one week, you know, the coaching staff, the senior bowl, like just made this extreme impact to him, but maybe it was just this Alex Grinch speed D with all of the stunts and all of the line moving that they do. It just didn't work for Perrion and got to yeah. the point where, you know, he just needed to do him. He needed to just go and go after the quarterback and just be that guy. We saw yeah. a lot of the time he was missing tackles. That's probably because he's got him moving all over the field trying to get too fancy. Um, so yeah. I think well, that, that can wear another that can side wear of the coin. Yeah. No, and I wasn't saying the Pro Bowl or the Pro Bowl, the Senior Bowl coaching had him motivated. I was saying, you know, the obvious, the motivations of doing well in the Senior Bowl had him motivated. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been no seeing doubt. a lot of storylines of people saying, like, oh, he was underdeveloped at OU or underutilized maybe. I. I would almost argue, he like you said, Jameson, he was kind of overutilized. Like he was just all sorts of running that was not during the play that was wearing him out. But uh, I see a lot of people saying underdeveloped uh, when it comes to the coaching, and that doesn't make sense because then he wouldn't have done good in the Senior Bowl. It's to me, it's a if you're gonna find a oh, let's like try to pin some blame on the coaching staff here. It's got to be our previous coaching staff, the the staff that he played for, maybe didn't motivate the players the best, which we've seen with close games to, to terrible teams and, and dropping games we shouldn't. So, yeah, no, I I think Ty is you know kind of on the money here. I, I think a lot of it was kind of a complacency. Um, you know, I, I feel like it showed strongly in Perion, but it was across the board. Um, guys who you know you know didn't you know, give their all most times and light, you know, that, that fire. Uh, I mean, hell, we saw Perry on Winfrey get tossed around against Tulane, um, which is just uh, kind, kind of crazy and kind of not, you know, something's up there. Um, but, you know, in, in, in terms of coaching and stuff, in terms of scheme, I, I feel like it made sense. It just, I, um, I, I he probably kind of got, you know, it's like a desperation thing. This is your time to show out. This is your time to ball out. And he just took it to a different level. Um, and saw, we, I mean, we saw the Perry on Winfrey we saw in 2020 and um, what we expected to see this year. Uh, so, But does that not concern you a little bit if you're an NFL scout, Bobby, that he goes out throughout the year and he has these certain games that he doesn't show out, like a two-lane, where he doesn't have the respect for it, and then whenever he needs to turn on the Jets, he does it then? I think that could even be construed as a negative by scouts if they look into it, saying like, is this guy only going to shout for a couple games? Because if I'm a team and I'm not top of the league or if I'm not doing well, um, say if he gets drafted by Jacksonville Jaguars, how much is he going to want to play? How many Sundays is he going to come to play and just get throttled every single week in his division? I, 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 It just scares me a lot, especially I, I love Perrion. I love how he conducts himself, especially after this Lincoln Riley, and it was fun as a fan watching him on Twitter. But if I'm an NFL team and I'm not, this is very anti-Homer. I, I just don't want him on my team unless he can show me something that he can do this over and over and over instead of whenever he needs to. I don't want a procrastinator who does their homework before, right before the exam, you know, or does right before the due date. You know, I want a guy who gets it done and early and does the correct preparation and shows out when he needs to. 
Yeah, and I that's why I don't I don't see him going like a like a first round or uh, you know anything too high because of that because of that consistency because anyone can just ball out for a week when they need to, um, but not not it, the the good ones the ones who, who who survive and thrive and last in this league they they, they bring their hard hat every day because you have to um, you know every every year another class of guys comes in bigger faster stronger and if you don't keep up with it. If you don't go at that high level every time, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be out of a job soon. Um, so, you know, that I, I definitely is feel like is concerning, you know, um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it works out for the best, but you know, I, I definitely don't think it was an issue with the, the job that Jamar Kane and, um, uh, Calvin Thibodeau did at, at, uh, at OU. So I, I we'll will see. say there's the NFL, it's a whole different, Think you know, there's plenty of NFL players that have sort of staked their career. They're making absurd sums of money to sort of show out, you know, weeks one through six, and then just perform abysmally. Dak Prescott comes to mind. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> hey, another Senior Bowl MVP. Hey, I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. I would like to add, so I can nobody get mad at the Schooner Pod and try to tear us down. So we're anti Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not not anti Cowboys. We just kind of. You know, I mean, to be fair, All like I'm saying is if the Cowboys if you, had, like, if you count Blake, we're if, if we count Blake, we're like fifty percent Cowboys. That's so, a shame. That's that a that, that is shame. that is a bummer. That is Bobby. Who do that's you? That's kind of sad to think NFL about. Team. Man, I I don't know. I I need to find. <laughs> I need. I need to like fully like put my you know put my ship in a dock. <laughs> if that makes sense, I I need I need I need to last. Last season, it seemed like you already had that dock in Tampa Bay, but it seems like you're already sailing. Yeah, my heart I mean, wasn't in it. My heart wasn't in it. Before, Bobby was a Pats fan. He's one of those guys. No, well, so that was the thing is it was like I was very like – I was a Bucks fan like as a joke during the Jameis era. And, you know, I have, I have family in Tampa, loved the Winky Pirate. Almost wore the, wore the hat on the, on the show today, but I – you know, opted against it. So when I when I go from like kind of halfway a fan, and then you get Tom Brady and you know really go on a run, it's like it, it didn't feel right. It kind of felt like I was, you know, I was like, ah, oh, they're gonna lump me in as a bandwagoner, and you know, I, I mean, I kind of liked him, but my heart wasn't in it. So I, I need to find a new home. For the most part, I just kind of root for OU players uh, across the NFL, which you know, of which there are many. Uh, OU football actually just tweeted this. Uh, five OU players in the Super Bowl coming up, uh, which is the most in uh, program history. So that's that's some pretty great stuff. Um, so Joe Mixon, Samaje Pirine, Jordan Evans, Obo Karanquo, and Bobby Evans, and Bobby Evans. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know if Bobby Evans plays much anymore. But, I, uh, yeah, he's probably a backup. Uh, I, I don't know. I I don't. I need to follow the NFL a little bit more, but um, I don't know. That's that's fun. It's it's always fun to have your guys in the Super Bowl and. You know, it, uh, growing up, it was always kind of like if there was one sooner in the Super Bowl, it was like, "Oh, what the hell!" Like this is this is kind of fun, you know. So it, it, it's nice to actually root for guys who you know will have an impact on the game instead of like, "Hey, Blake Bell's kind of hanging out in the corner." <laughs> you got to uh, be a Cincy fan, though, obviously, going into this if you're going straight OU. Yeah, just by the numbers, you know, pure you know, util- pure utilitarianism, you know, the the, the mo- which which one will. Uh, you know, provide the most suitors with the most rings. Um, so good stuff. Um, moving on. 
unless y'all had anything else to say about no, uh, Perion. I was going to say we could do a full 30 minute at least podcast on the intricate web of pro and college teams that we all claim to be fans of. <laughs> and we need a deep dive of everything. And everyone knows this who listens to this, that I am a big supporter of the Colorado Buffaloes, Arizona State, <laughs> um, anyone Miami, in well, Texas State. Miami. Texas State, of no, course. That's what I'm saying. Is we we could have State. a little segment on you yeah. because Jameson yeah. will be like, I I despise this team because one time I had two dollars <laughs> on a game in 2016 and they failed to cover. Like, so now they're dead to me, type thing. Wyoming is like we need we need to go through like the beef list. You know, I, I feel yeah. like Wyoming is is we'll a get recent Bo- beef. Blake on, but Blake can explain what his problem with San Diego State is. <laughs> It's funny stuff. I love it. The moment we've been waiting for since September, God, that feels like a billion years away, is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. And, big news, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. However, if DraftKings isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, you can always play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. You know I'm drafting Mixon and P. Ryan easy. Of course, new customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and up. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline at 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467 467- Three six nine. But yeah, so other big thing, National Signing Day uh, happened last week. And uh, Jameson, I, I got to ask, you know, usually this is a pretty chill day uh, for OU. Usually it gets done in the early period in December. But uh, a lot of movement, a lot of, you know, a lot of flash uh, for, for this one. Um, any surprises, anything we need to know about uh, as we move into the offseason? People Let me hit your like, music. It's a crude corner. Yeah, this this counts as a crude corner. David. Yes. What is this, David? This is a crude corner with Jamison. Everybody dancing. Oh, that's nice. I mean, for everyone who pays attention to recruiting, it wasn't too surprising. But there were a couple ones that came down to the wire that um, people were really keeping their eye on. Um, so I, I'm just going to go through all of the guys who signed. Um, for the most part, not all of them, but the big names. Uh, you know, Gentry Williams put it in ink. But for the guys that hadn't been committed to OU yet and we were looking to um, who they're going to announce to, uh, Grayson Halton, uh, we saw that he decommitted from Oregon and ended up signing with OU. He's going to be like a D-end type of guy. 
Um, he's got a good frame on him, and uh, he'll be really cool to see how Schmidt sculpts him. Cavante Henry was a guy that was kind of quiet as well. Um, and then kind of picked up a lot of steam here as of recently. He's an edge rusher, former Michigan commit, but I think that there might have been some academic kind of tribulations with him and with Michigan being a quite a high-end um, academic school. I think something fell through there, and we are the beneficiaries. And it came down to where we were worried that maybe there might be something academic there too. Um, so something to keep in the back of your head, but watching his tape, you know, he seems like he's got a lot to him. Um, but something to think about and, but still a great get any guy that was, you know, committed to a big school like Michigan ended up flipping and coming to OU is always a good sign, especially whenever we're in very much in need in defensive linemen, as you can see pretty much what we've been talking about this whole second cycle has been defensive linemen. The next defensive lineman, R. Mason Thomas flipping from Iowa state to OU was a big deal because he was another Florida guy. Um, and Miami was putting the race on them, and we didn't know if we were going to win that race. And it looks like we did big-time edge that early in the recruiting process was not that highly ranked, and now it looks like he's kind of made a big jump, especially in 247 sports. Um, And then the last guy that we got, um, Jamarian Burt, another Florida guy, but he's a DB. Um, Seems like he's pure athlete, pretty raw, doesn't have too much to him right now, but it looks like he'll take – some time hopefully with a better defensive backs coach to kind of sculpt him. And then the failure would be Ahmad Moten, the other Florida defensive lineman committing to Miami, committing to his home team, where he has a lot of connections to as well. Um, so overall, if you're looking at the five guys that I just named there, you went 80%. So you got to be happy with that. And you ran it out, rounded out with the number one, number eight class in 2022, um, which is the best we've done better than ever with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, just a truly unreal deal. Um, you know, thinking back on, you know, November that we would still have a top ten class, not just a top ten class, but one of our best and you know the best in four years uh, statistically. I mean, just w- what an incredible job by Bob Stoops to you know stabilize things, uh, and of course for Venables and all those guys to come in and just really close it out. Just, just really remarkable. And uh, I got to say, I love the little Florida pipeline. You know, I don't want to call it a pipeline yet. You know, it hasn't started. It's just a little baby pipe. But, uh, you know, uh, there, there, there's something going on here. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I just said. It's a little, little, a little trickle. Um, you know, <laughs> that, that didn't help. That didn't help. <laughs> that is even worse. Oh, I don't know. I love it, though. It's, it's like a straw, like a very small pipe. <laughs> If you were to measure the feet of the pipe, would it be enough feet to keep Caleb Williams in order? No, well, here's the thing. It's a long pipe. Obviously, Florida's a long way away, but it's like really tight. It's like a pencil, you, you know. But um, <laughs> anyways, I'm loving it. Florida is just unreal. It's different. Oh, so if you could, if... We're, we're banging mics now. Bobby is flustered. He's absolutely I, I, flustered. I ticked it. Recover, I ticked Bobby. It. Recover. Uh we got Michael Whitman in the chat just 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 slamming me. Okay, that's fine, whatever. Uh, but 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 here's something interesting that I I, I found. Uh, we might not be done yet uh, because uh, five star D lineman uh, Bayus Overton is uh, going to reclassify from uh, 2023 to 2022, and uh, he has OU in his top five. Um, so James, what are the odds that we can potentially snag this type of guy? Five, ten percent, 
Um, I feel like we know a lot more right now in our chances and be a lot more of a talking point if we were going to get him. And the thing is, whenever you reclassify from a 2023 to a 2022, you have a plan already set in mind pretty much of where you're going because you're not going to make that big of a move to to take out one um, year of your high school career if you don't have a plan already kind of in your mind, even if you don't have, you know, like even if you're not committed, you've got to kind of know. And even though he's an OU legacy, the guy lives just a couple foot, you know, for a couple feet from uh, Georgia's stadium. So uh, I think that Georgia's the name to watch here, and you never know with Texas A&M. They got plenty of money still, I'm sure, to make that recruiting class even better. They just need more D-linemen, you know. They're just stacking them. I, I, I do – I got to say, I love Jimbo Fisher freaking out about uh, a, a poster on, I think, uh, I think it was the 247 site, Sliced Bread. Uh, for saying that they're you know just paying the recruits, which they, they let's dude, be honest, Jimbo they got are. so mad whenever he was asked about it. I was like, dude, you being like defensive about this just makes it sound worse. Just say like, hey, the he's, NIL deals are you know expanding, and we're just making what what we got. And I mean, he's just sorry. Mad that, yeah. He feels like everybody copied their move. <laughs> paying like, kids, he's like, what do you mean? We've been doing this forever. <laughs> you guys are acting like this is news. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I think the new goal for our pod, for our podcast for for the Scooter Pod is to uh, get Ty called out by Jimbo Fisher in a press conference. Uh, we we, Ty, we need Ty. Ty go. needs. To, I'll just Ty go need... to College Station, and it can't be well, that easy, or, or it can't be that hard to fake your way into an A and M while wearing the hat, right? Oh yeah, we can. Well, we... yeah, you get you buy a ring on eBay, right? Exactly. And then you just go and make up a just a ridiculous name. Like, uh, who's the car dealer from like uh, the Fairly Odd Parents? Like, just a crazy <laughs> oh, Doug Dimadone. Yeah, Doug. Doug Dim- yeah, I'm Doug Dimadone. I'm a massive donor. They have so many massive donors. They wouldn't know. They don't have time to check the list. So you just walk through. Just walk into the press conference, and then you know, just a couple oil man in oil men in here from Dallas. No, before we, they'd be like, hey. something's up. Let, let's make this a quick pod because obviously there's not too much to go. But um, quick question before we end this. We've already made a couple of foot references. Do you actually believe the Caleb Williams r- rumors about him being a foot guy? Yes or no? My thing is, what what is there to know? Um, because how, how are you supposed to know? I, I know there are a couple of sorority girls freaking out and saying that on on that Instagram. But to be fair, that could have anyone could have said anyone anything. You know, we we're. Let's be honest. We were literally just co- constructing a plan to break into a Texas A&M uh, press conference. Uh, ever, you know, you can't trust college kids. You can't trust the schemes. You don't. You, I, I don't believe it. I don't know. It could be wrong. Uh, it could be right. There's no way of knowing uh, unless he just goes full Rex Ryan and just starts talking about it. Then uh, you never know. It's, it's I if I had to it, one answer, like a one word answer. Is it true or not? I think you're, you know, the evidence points to yes, right? Because we have that the initial comment that sparked it all. Several other comments, just the reaction, the general reaction to, and, and the amount of likes, and the demographic of the people that was liking it. But then you go to like his Twitter, and you know, you just look at like someone's Twitter account, and then search like a keyword just like limited to them and feed, and there's like several 
thing saying like feet are beautiful like i love feet like look at the feet mm -hmm. here and then you look at his like post history on instagram and there's all sorts of just weird like feet stuff and is like constantly <laughs> like peep the feet like there's yeah. too much there is too much there for there not to be some sort of substance right if it's not a legitimate thing then it's just the most deep cover running joke of all time which is like you know the easiest cop out of anything. Like, oh, just oh, doing it as a joke, like it's an inside joke. You wouldn't get it, but there's a lot. There's a lot there. So I think, in closing, I, I think your honor and, and the the jury uh, will find that the evidence proves without a shadow of a doubt that uh, the the USC starting quarterback uh, does in fact like feet. I have to like go in favor of Ty here. I was on the fence. Um, but you know, science sometimes is a bitch. So go talk. <laughs> it's science. Science is a bitch sometimes. I, I, you know, maybe this this could be a segment. You know, like uh, those old um, Mark May, Lou Holtz. You know, little. You know, you had Reese Davis in the little uh, judge outfit. You know, uh, <laughs> the, the old late night ESPN show. Uh, usually nothing good was on other than that. Uh, maybe not completely rip that off, but I, I love a little, I love, this was a fun little segment, you know? Uh, Ty's got Ty's to be Dr. Lou. Dr. Lou. <laughs> uh, I'm a doctor. Mantis <laughs> Toboggan, MD. Yeah, no, it, that, 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 that was fun. But um, the, yeah, um... I, I will say just don't kink shame. You know, that's not cool. But also, that's kind of funny. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Bobby's said, sitting on a hot seat right now. You for some said reason. no. I'm not you sitting on a hot no, seat. But you said no. But to say that it's kink shaming is in and of itself an admission that it's true. Because if it's not true, then it is impossible for us to say it. So there's no way that it's not a thing, right? Because if it is a thing, then we're right and, and it's mean. But if it's not a thing, then we can say it as much as we want. Because it's not me, so really, it's a catch. It's like it's a can't lose scenario here. Unlike yeah. the Pac-12 for USC, uh, where they will lose at least five games. That is, yeah. I, I like. I you know, I think five might be a that's a solid number. That feels about right to me. I don't. I, it's too early for win totals, but I don't know. USC has a lot, a lot of work to do. Uh, and you know, we we got to end this off a I little bit. Yeah. I know we're just trying to go fast. I'm sorry, Jameson, but um. We got to talk about Lincoln. What he said about the transfer portal that he wasn't he wasn't uh, stealing guys from Oklahoma. He was just grabbing them from the portal. Shut the hell up. What do you? That is just he just needs to go full heel turn. Just lean into it at this point. Yeah, I, I it's, it's sad. It's sad. But at that point, whenever people keep asking you these questions, he just got he's got to avoid them. Um. But at the same time, you know, he's got such a negative persona to him already and how he's been construed in, like, the medium by the fans. That, like, him saying this, you know, does it really change your opinion even more of him? It's just another th it's another feather in his hat, but it isn't adding any weight to him. He's, he's already shown his true cards. That is true. That is true. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I'll, I'll keep it brief, is – anyone can sort of say, oh, I would do this in this situation or, or have their sort of, uh, I don't want to say high horse because that sounds presumptuous and, and sort of uh, negative. But, you know, anyone can say like, oh, if I were in that situation, yeah, it's sort of the whole podcasting business and, and the media as a whole. 
even as this whole, oh, they should have done this. I would have done this, right? Lincoln Riley had his opinion about uh, the transfer portal and stuff until he was in that situation to benefit from it, you know. And then all of a sudden, those, if you want to frame it as an ethical decision or, or whatever else, become a lot harder to make when, when you actually have the opportunity to make them. So, you know, I, I don't fault the guy at all. I, and we talked about Caleb Williams, kind of an unpopular opinion with the fans uh, and our viewers, but I don't fault Caleb Williams either. You know, it's it's a business, business moves. So, Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And, you know, some of the stuff we hear, we've been hearing about the Beats by Dre deal potentially, you know, I, I guess I get it. But, you know, I... I don't know. I I just stop trying to act like you know you did. It, it look all is fair in college football. You stab people in the back. You move on. You do all that sort of stuff. But don't try to act like you know what you did is just like morally okay. It just there are no morals. You you did what you did. You you, you snabbed. You you took advantage of a situation you had at your former employer and you used it to your new employer's gain. That's how that that's how that works for ninety percent of college football except. Apparently Brent Venables, who uh, is almost too nice, um, but you know what? Uh, I don't know. I, I, maybe, maybe Brent's right, and uh, karma comes around. So hopefully, hopefully it comes around in a in a big way. And you know, uh, Lincoln Riley's coaching the Seahawks or someone random in like two years, or he's uh, coaching like Kent State. Pete uh, Carroll back to USC. Ooh, that'd be yeah. that, that I, would be scary. That would legitimately be scary. I'd be worried about Pete Carroll at, in USC. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Pete Carroll, but he can worry for, for free him. now. Yeah. Yeah. Can... yeah. That's like, that's literally like, like you're getting Barry Switzer 95 Cowboys, but he can come back to OU and do everything he was doing already at OU, but got fired for. I Man, could you imagine Barry with NIL? It would be. That that is the most dangerous head coach of all time. Just just coming in with his big fur jacket, flashing stacks openly. Well, he, you know, yeah, he sort of pioneered it, right? Because you got to think about like he had guys with groundbreaking nil deals with the Medellin cartel uh, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Well, he I will say he definitely did. He he was a good recruiter just in general as well. He like. Um, you know, I, one of my favorite stories is he would, he would go through the dumpster of whatever, uh, family he's visiting just to get a look at the beer can. And then whatever, like, like whatever beer can is, um, th- that person's dad was like, you know, had in the, in the dumpster and then would be like, Oh, you know, that's my favorite beer. No matter what it was, you'd be like, Oh, I, I love hams. That's my favorite. But mm, yes, hams. We're going down a poor, poor line now, boys. Usually this is about the hour 10 mark, but in the off season, the 30 minute mark, we're starting to go down the hams line. Oh, I, I hey, cannot look. believe. Yeah. I can't believe my Charles Thompson reference got just. Didn't oh happen. my God. Yeah. It didn't. I didn't put and two and two together. I didn't even click it. Yeah. But you know what? What goes around comes around because. You know, he did that, he screwed over OU, and then he had to be a Texas fan for years, and now he has to be a Nebraska fan. So that is some tragic karma. You know, just your two rivals in college, you have to root for them both now. But anyways, that's about all we got for this little little show through the offseason. You know, these are going to be closer to little 30-minute bits, you know, just kind of keeping you along the way. Um, but, you know, we'll get creative, we'll have fun with it. Spring football, uh, still but a distant thing, um, you know. And hoping April twenty third. 
That makes me. I, I'm out of town that weekend, so I can't do it. Which makes Ooh, me sad. Sucks. Baker Mayfield um, Heisman Pro- Trophy presentation. Ooh. Could, that makes me that that makes me upset. I wanted to see that. Um, no, never know. It's it a bummer. Change. Well, I, I hope it doesn't change too much. You know, it, we, we'll be in town for a wedding, so it would be uh, a bad change if anything were to happen. But um, Ty, any final thoughts before we sign off here? Nope, I am. Uh, I'm all out. I, I, think I was out of thoughts before the podcast began. Actually, <laughs> we just kind of we, we kind of whiffed it, for, or not whiffed it, but you know, riffed on everything, made it up as we went. We are contractually obliged, maybe, to uh, to release a pod every week. Yeah, potentially. But ad read, ad read. You know, DraftKings promo code TPN TPP TPPN right there <laughs> in the Use podcast. It. I'm ending the podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, probably even worse rambles. So uh, thank y'all so much for watching. Uh, Make sure to hit five stars if you are listening on uh, podcast. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, hit a subscribe. If you like it, uh, yeah, tell your friends. It's good times. So, all right, everyone. For me, Jameson Ty, this has been the Schooner Pod presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network and DraftKings. We'll see you next time. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I'll miss you, football.